Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is going on ladies and gentlemen it's your boys Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez welcome back to another not just another episode but a draft day episode of the talent factor podcast where talent is always a factor Keith Brother, we in person this time, baby. We in person. We in person. Excited. You get to feel that energy, right? That that in person energy. It's kind of like when they uh when you get released from COVID, right? Yeah. You finally get to get out, go do a couple things. So, man, that that, that in person energy is definitely different from yes, sir. The, um the Zoom, River Stream, uh, you know, any of those other those re- uh those those internet things we keep yeah, doing, yeah. those virtual <laughs> things that we've been doing this entire time, man. I'm, I'm excited, bro. It's it's draft day, and, and we got a lot going on right now, Keith. Like, draft is tonight in a couple hours, matter of fact. Yeah. Like, we here. Yeah, man. I, and like like we was talking about earlier, man, you know, just me being on the media side of things, right? And, you know, you get juiced up. So this, yeah. this for me, is, is is similar to game day. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Is it, we, you know, kickoff is approaching. Man, we, we did the practice, right? And the practice was watching the film, you know, making those key decisions, um, having those tough discussions. And yeah. now we get to see exactly everything's going to happen. So I'm extremely excited about this. No, well, for sure, for sure, man. Like I said, it, we, we put in the practice, put in the time, put in the work. And for me, it's game day, too. You know, going back to when I played, I always had headphones on. I want to get into the zone you didn't see me multiple times this morning just by myself in a secluded area laptop blasting music getting ready to rock and roll ladies and gentlemen we gonna pretty much we 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 submitted our predictive mock drafts last night and we're gonna give you our favorite pick our least favorite pick and then what we call the steal of the best draft value of our predictive mocks keith i'm let you go ahead and start out baby what is your favorite pick of your mock draft my favorite pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my my favorite is y'all. You know me, right? Like I'm, I, I you know, fastballs, but sometimes I like the curveballs. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Right? You know, just just understand. That's how you got the nickname Spicy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just understanding the industry overall, man. So I, the the pick I'm gonna go with. I actually have a trade. I have mm. the Green Bay Packers trading up to get wide receiver Ohio State Garrett. Wilson. Ooh, okay. So that's that's a boom, right? When yeah. we get the boom effect, we gotta we gotta get the boom effect in there. Um, and the reason I I have that is because this man, the 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 Packers obviously they lost Devontae Adams, but they also lost other key pieces too. And everybody complained about their wide receiving core wearing. Devontae Adams was there, right? Yeah. So now Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have this guy. The Packers just committed to him for, oh, I believe it was four years, $200 million, mm-hmm. a lot of money. Um, and if you want, you want to surround this quarterback with those those guys, um, you have to draft one. This, this draft, we did multiple mock drafts and scenarios, and it's very realistic. If the Packers stay where they're at at 22-23, um, there won't be a top wide receiver for them to get. Right. And they need to move up because they don't just need a guy. Like, this is not a deep wide receiving core. This is not a receiving core you feel comfortable about. You need a number one wide receiver. Yes. So you can't sit back and say, you know what? 
uh, we'll get whoever falls. So you, they, they have to be aggressive. Um, they have two first rounders, so they may have to package that or maybe one first rounder with a second rounder from mm-hmm. next year or this year. Um, however, you know, their draft picks fall out. And, and go get a guy. So that that pick right there was definitely my uh, you know my curveball pick, and that was that was I think that's one of my favorite ones of my mock draft. No, I, I like that pick. I like that the, the the aggressiveness and like you said, understanding that you have Aaron Rodgers, you've complained, and he's probably complained to them about the receiving core just not having enough talent, even when Devontae Adams was there. Yeah. So it's like now my number one guy is in Las Vegas same as we are and it's like okay what what are we doing and Garrett Wilson you put him not just with Aaron Rodgers but I love what Matt LaFleur does with his offense as well knowing how to create advantageous angles and route concepts for his weapons and all that does when you got a guy like AR12 back there that's that that's that's going to produce some magic that's going to produce some money and, and you think about Garrett Wilson being one of the better route runners in this in this class you know having the ability to threaten deep and get over the top of guys and just know how to create natural separation for himself and create those opportunities I like that pick a lot I'm going to tell you man mine you know and 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 you know how I, you know how I roll, man. We we saw him not too long ago. He was in here in the draft house. I got to go to twenty at Pittsburgh, baby. Okay. You know Mike Tomlin has been dealing with Big Ben that declined for some time, right? You know, so we, we, a, it was a slow and steady it was decline, slow and right? steady, right? You know, it's like you know when you kind of poke a small hole in the balloon, it's just yeah. deflating day yeah. by day. Yeah, that's how it was for Big Ben. It wasn't a a, a big drop off but you could see it year after year that he was not the same guy and he was getting worse by the year right we saw mike tomlin at the senior bowl too yeah and we saw that the 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 affection and the 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 eyeball like the eyeball emoji everybody drops on twitter we saw that about malik willis the quarterback from liberty yes they signed mitchell trubisky to a two-year essentially a one-year deal He's clearly a bridge. He's, he's an answer that they just needed to fill because they weren't sure if Malik would last to 20 after how he performed at the Senior Bowl. So now you put Malik Willis in this offense. You have Chase Claypool. You have Najee Harris, first-round pick in the backfield. You have Deontay Johnson, one of the better route runners and more dependable guys in terms of getting separation and winning one-on-one. Pat Fryermuth at tight end. That's a great core for this young man to sit let Mike, like Mike Tomlin, and I believe their office coordinator is Matt Canada, let them go ahead and let, let Malik Willis marinate, right, for a year. Everybody's, I know everybody gets enamored with what happened with Justin Herbert, and you think about Joe Burrow, but let's think about, you know, Lamar Jackson. He's, he's sad. He would have sat the whole year if Joe Flacco didn't got hurt his rookie year, right? You think about Pat Mahomes. He yeah. sat until week 17, and they let him get one game in. And you see, I saw I saw everything I needed to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you say that, right, because everybody thinks that you have to draft a first-round quarterback, and he has to be an instant impact guy. But you brought up examples where these guys sat, and they were really productive. And who we just knows? talked about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He also. sat multiple years. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows if these guys play instantly, mm-hmm. what type of player do they become? So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's always, it seems that the NFL is – you know, they're in that non-patient and then the NFL fans in that we don't want to be patient mode, but sometimes that's best. Wouldn't you rather sacrifice one year for the next 15? Exactly. That, doesn't that, mathematically, that mm-hmm. makes sense, right? That, no, that, no. I'm, I'm no mad genius, but that, that sounds I, I like the, the math is mathing, baby. Yeah. I like that. And, and the simple <laughs> fact of the matter is my saying, I have a, a saying about the microwave society is that these, right now, people, instead of waiting for a chef or someone to cook that steak 
the right way, they'd rather throw that bad boy in the microwave, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, and anybody that eats steak out of the microwave, I don't want no parts of them. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, just be patient with some of these young players because there's so much context that comes in to their draft profile, the offense they played in, the weapons that were around them, and what they were asked to do. And if they came from a simplified system that didn't take advantage or, or develop them, I would say, then you need to take the time with them, right? Yeah. So it's like Justin Justin Herbert fell to a perfect situation in he Los did. Angeles with the Chargers. He had great weapons around him. They just had to build an offensive line, and he had a good defense. Now he goes to, to possibly Miami with the worst offensive line, no weapons. Does he throw for 4,500 yards? Does he? Probably do we not. have all those reels of 60-yard ropes? No, who's he throwing the ball deep to? So all of those things really matter, Keith. So I look at what what, what – uh, Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada will have with Malik Willis is and the and the other part is you think about the division, Joe Burrow, right? Deshaun Watson now. Right? Yeah. Like come on, man. Like it's 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 tough, right? About, uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. So That's it's like you you're sitting there and you have to figure out how and how do we combat that? Because anytime any analysts talk about the AFC North, quarterbacks is like they don't mention Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, they don't mention Pittsburgh because they don't view Pittsburgh having a guy. They don't view Mitchell Trubisky as that guy. Yeah, so what do I say? Get Malik Willis. Now you have your franchise quarterback. Let him sit. Let him marinate. Build around him. And, and it's, if he falls to 20, you don't got to sacrifice no picks, baby. Yo. So that's, that's kind of my reasoning for it. That's my favorite pick of my mock. I like it. Guess what, man? You got me convinced. So I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with it. I'm with. I want to see Malik Willis uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we talked about our favorite pick, right? Okay. What about our least favorite pick that we mocked in the first round? Oh man, can I first? Okay, this is gonna be kind of tough for me, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I like all my picks. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I picked them. And that's <laughs> rare, though. With a mock draft, it's, hard. it's rare to say I like all 32. Yeah, because I, I, I picked them, man. So I, I'm I'm going through this right now. And, man, it's it's tough, man. It's tough, okay? Okay, I got one. I got one. Okay. This is more of a, a, a trendy pick and just doing your research mm-hmm. and, you know, um, hitting the phone lines, yeah. you know, reaching out to your people. Calling, for, calling for a friend. Yeah, yeah, calling for a friend. And it's the – the the Tyler Smith right mm. the, the Tulsa and I have him going to the Packers with with you know their, their second, yeah, second first pick. round pick um, I don't care for that one too much and it, and and it's more so I understand they're addressing a the need mm-hmm. just drafting the offensive lineman but I think that's a little rich for that player but yeah. it's also a testament to um to this draft class when you talk about those top three or four tackles and then it's it's a bit of a fall off yeah. but we know those teams in the back end of the first round or any. Any team past 15, because we don't project that any of those tackles will make it past that 15, 20-round mm-hmm. range, right? So by the time the Packers are able to pick again, they're going to have to pick one of those second-tier guys. And so I had to go with, you know, who I believe is the hottest name. Now, this guy does have tools, right? He's a yeah. very toolsy guy. Um, you know, he, he has good athleticism. He's just extremely raw, man, at the end of the day. Um, just, you know, when he gets into his pass sets and him getting depth and, you know, staying in, in proper technique throughout the pass set is really big. Uh, wasn't too many reps where you've seen him properly anchor. Yeah. But the guy is flat-out nasty in a run game, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think you bet on – um, his mental temperament as far as, you know, how he approaches the game with the run game. And then he has the athletic traits that you can work with. So I'm like, man, so while I um, don't necessarily love the pick, I understand it. Yeah. But that will definitely be my guy. What More so it's about I feel like where I graded this guy, 
just a bit overdrafted. I would love to see this guy go in the middle of the second round, possibly to the end of the second round. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. And like you said, he is athletic. He is toolsy. And you think about what we saw at the Senior Bowl with Trevor Penning being that nasty, physical, aggressive guy. That same temperament in it, between the lines, especially, is with Tyler with uh, with, with uh, Tyler Smith as well. Like I said, it's just the technical aspects. He's somebody either that you want to plug in that guard right now and 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 put him in those condensed spaces and let him develop there, or you hold him and stash him at tackle for a year and let him kind of you know you work with his with his hand placement and things of that nature. But he's a talented guy. But I agree with you, grading him more so in like the second round. You know, not so much. First in that in that in that time kind of bottom half of the first round is a little rich for my blood as well. And you talk about rich for your blood. Okay, uh, let's see. Who, who who do you have? I'm I'm interested to see this man. Listen, you, you look. I don't want to say disappointed, <laughs> but it's just like man. I, I didn't I, I, love I, all 32 of mine. I'm gonna tell you that right I, I, now. I, I could tell you're not confident. in No, this I'm one not. Ever. And I'm gonna go right to 32. And that's the Detroit Lions. I gave him Sam Howell. Ooh. Yeah, and, and I gave him Sam Howell because I'm like, okay. A lot of talk right now is Kayvon Thibodeau. And Kayvon what, Thibodeau at two, two you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure that you know let the yeah. listeners know we wasn't expecting. So you, you, you take Kayvon at two, it's like all right, and I know I know that they've voiced their uh confidence in, in Jared Goff, right? Yep. And Jared Goff is a solid he's, he could be a good quarterback. We've seen that when he was with the Rams, but he's not a long term option, yeah. right? So like you traded for him to do a solid for Matthew Stafford. You wanted to kind of reset and rebuild and give him a chance to go be successful, which I, I commend them for doing that because most teams, it's like, bro, you're going to go to the pit. I don't care where you go. I'm going to just trade you to whoever's the highest bidder. But Jared Goff is okay right now. You need a franchise guy, right? Me, I feel like we just talked about Malik Willis. That's the guy I would prefer them to take at two. But if you're going to take Kayvon, you still have a need at quarterback. And then you think about Dan Campbell being a, lot, a, big, a big thing, and you know this, from being at LSU, not just not just the NFL level, at college too, culture. You know, you want to bring in the guys that fit what you want to do. That's something Bill Belichick is big on. Bill Belichick won't draft a hothead guy typically, yeah. no matter how talented he is. If he's not going to listen, if he's not going to buy into the Patriot way, it's about culture. And that's a big thing for being in the locker room and developing. And Sam Howell being that tough, gritty competitor, we, especially this year, we saw him with all, a bunch of those weapons now in the NFL as rookies in 2021. He's got Josh Downs and Ty Chandler, a subpar offensive line. And he's like, man, I got to put the team on my shoulders. He's running 400 yards and showing something that pe most people didn't know he had in him. He's out there trying to bowl over linebackers and safeties, just showing that toughness, like I, I, a, a do or die mentality. Yeah. And what did what did Dan Campbell say in his first press conference? I want people to bite off kneecaps. Right, so it's yeah. like that. I could see him looking at a Sam Howe who has a good arm. He has that mobility and the accuracy is there at times. You do, do have to work with kind of, I would say, retooling his mindset in terms of his mental when it comes to the concepts, because that UNC offense wasn't really a pro-style offense at all either. So it's like, okay, we got to rebuild you from that standpoint, but that's, that's good because we got, we got golf. But... I don't like, I don't really like to pick. Can, uh, can, I, can, I, can I go? I'm, I'm going to go now. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I like it more than you like it. <laughs> and, and, and that's because I'm, I don't I'm not gonna say I'm a Sam Howell guy, yeah, yeah, but I can find a path for success for Sam Howell, yeah. And if I could phrase it that way, um, and and it's part of the way you know 
great quarterbacks, but also just his mental temperament once mm-hmm. again, right? Like how you talked about how nasty he was as a runner, um, just his his do or die mentality, right? Yeah. And you love that as an offensive line, as a running back, as a receiver, even the defense, right? Yeah. Like, you know what? This quarterback is going to give everything he That truck stick going to get you hype on the sideline, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and, I mean, we're talking about the Detroit Lions, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they need as many moments as they can, <laughs> you know, to motivate themselves Correct. to try to win some football games. So I actually don't dislike it because they're able to still get a, you know, your mock draft, yeah. they're able to still get a game changer on defense, and then they're able to get their quarterback. And listen, Sam Howell, he's done nothing um, in this draft process, right? So postseason, mm-hmm. he's done nothing in this draft process to wow people. Yeah. But he also hasn't done anything to, to hurt, hurt his draft stock. So when you watch the film, you, you see a second-round quarterback. Yeah. But he has some traits and some, some tools tools that you can work with. Right. And if you're talking about drafting the possible starter with your second first-round draft pick at the end of the first round, yeah. then it's like, you know what? What Keith, we gonna do? You almost made me flip, but I'm, I'm, I'm I didn't flip on it. <laughs> I still don't like it because I was just, just for me, it's just like, I, like you said, what you think about Tyler Smith? I was thinking about just how I, where I graded him. I had him like bottom of the second, maybe early third grade, where you can get him on day two. And but I under, but the, the concept as well, getting him in the first, at the back of the first round, you get that fifth year option. You have kind of cap control, contract control for five years, as well as while you're developing him. So trust me, I get, I'm the same way. I do see a path for it, but it's my least favorite pick out of all of them. <laughs> now, we're going we're gonna to close it out with, basically, phrases, best value or steal. Best value or steal. Oh, this one, this one, matter of fact, is easy for me. I have Kyle Hamilton going to the Houston Texans at 13. Mm. Um, the Texans, and, you know, we've done their roster breakdown. Yes. And they need players. They do. They need a lot of players. Blue chip players, yeah, too. Yeah, and, and they need players with low floor. I mean, high floors. I'm sorry. Yeah. High floor, high ceiling guys, um, you know, that they won't miss. That they'll at least be productive football mm-hmm. players, right? And Kyle Hamilton is at the very least that. Like, before he ran his 40-yard dash, everybody's talking about he's a top three pick. Yeah. Then the guy runs a 40-yard dash, right? And then everybody's like, oh, man, he can't play football. But man, He's a 20th pick in the draft. Man, what, what we said, the talent factor, man, talent oh, wins out. Talent is always it's the always factor. It's always factor. And watch the film, Watch man. the tape, baby. What we doing? <laughs> watch the film. Like, man. The, the plays that this guy makes are ridiculous. Instinctive. And, yeah, and, and I know by now all of our listeners have seen the highlights. And, and, man, you, you can't teach that. Like, no. his instincts, listen, listen to what we're talking about. At the end of the day, we're talking about Kyle Hamilton running a 4-5-7, right? And if you have a, a safety that runs a 4-2 or 4-3, so we're talking about two-tenths of a second. Instincts can make up for that. Yeah. Or if you have a fast guy that runs a 4-2, and if he's instinctually slow. Yeah. The kid and runs a 4 6 4-6, yeah. So you play simply, speed. Yeah, it's play speed. It's play, st- it's play speed and processing, right? Um, and you see this guy just make plays. So they have Lovey Smith now. And I know Lovey Smith runs that Tampa too, but I think he also gives them some versatility to do some different things, right, mm-hmm. as, as, a, um, as a defense. And I think that will be really cool. And then because in my mock draft, I believe I have Kayvon Thibodeau going three. Yeah. So now you're adding two defensive guys. That's a hole right there. Yeah, and, that's, and it's controversial, right? Two guys mm-hmm. are controversial. But you know what I bet on? I bet on Lovey Smith being a, a player's coach. Um, being a man of men, being somebody that people respect at the end of the day. A leader in the locker room. Yeah, a leader in the locker room. So he'll be able to at least, you know, get the most out of those guys. And guess what? If you hit on those guys, you're talking about two of the probably top four picks 
and you walked away with him at three and 13. 13 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So fell you know, right in your lap. Yeah, fell, <laughs> fell right in your lap. At that, and they were all, they were consensus top three picks. Kayvon's consensus number one, one coming into the season. Yeah, and then Kyle Hamilton was consensus top number, three until he ran a 40-yard dash, right? So think about four, that. Five, seven. I want everybody to consider that. If he would have never ran a 40-yard dash and did like some athletes and prospects do and sit out testing, right? Mm-hmm. He was he would be going top three right now. Oh yeah, and nobody would be questioning it because that didn't show on film. So that was definitely my best value pick. I'm still a Kyle Hamilton guy. Me um, too. Give me a little pound the table um, action here. I'm pounding the table for Kyle Hamilton. Drop it down. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. You think about what he. You want to get not just blue chip players, but impact players, and and, and the Texans need that, especially a fourteen that says we're gonna roll with Davis Mills and see if he can keep progressing into year two so then you help him getting those blue chip players because they lost a lot of blue chip players right and they have a need at safety because justin reed who was their top safety is now yeah, in kansas, kansas city, city right so yeah. it's like you have a need there you haven't been able to truly replace jadavion Clowney or jj watt who are both who are both kind of blue chip type of defenders and they're both gone um so you know jadavion Clowney's a free agent and jj watson in arizona so i not only do those picks make sense they're of need, and then you get in top five talents. Talent is always the factor. So, uh, talking about talent being the factor, my steal of best value is I'm, I'm helping the Chiefs out here. Okay, let's see. You know, uh, you're talking about the backing of the first round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this yeah, is so, an yeah. interesting pick. So, I, I, didn't, I didn't trade up. Well, I, th- I considered it. <laughs> yeah, I considered it. And, and I'm, I'm going to give you the it's pick 30. So, you know, they got pick 29. I give them Daxton Hill, right? Okay. So, Boom, do it all, safety, DB, whatever you want him to be, matchup, that, that's your guy. I give him David Ojabo at 30. Mm. And this is a, okay. not only a position of need, but when he's healthy, to me, oh, if he's there at 30, he, 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 will, he wouldn't even last at 30 if he was healthy, if he didn't tear his, AC, his Achilles, I'm sorry. So you think about, this is a team, okay, they already got Frank Clark, they have Chris Jones, heck, they're going to have Daxon Hill in this mock. So, you know, their defense is – Building right now, offensively, yeah, they lost Tyreek Hill, but kind of backstory to it as well. They have two picks in the second, two picks in the third, and then two picks in the fourth. They're so they can picks. get wide receiver help in this class, as well as some other defensive help. Also, I look at a situation where they can draft Ojabo at thirty, stash, draft and stash, allow him to get fully healthy. He he most likely stays on P on the pup list, maybe the IR, you know, with the new rules because of COVID, you can pull guys off of IR. And when he's healthy, you're not drafting him as a one-year rookie. You're drafting him for the next 10 years, next anywhere from seven to 10 years. And he's the type of player that you have to get after Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert, now Derek Carr. Right. So I, I have a question for mm-hmm. you. With that pick, um, it, it kind of brought up something – as far as with the Kansas City Chiefs. So do you feel as though the Kansas City are in a slight rebuild? Like or in essentially yeah. are they in are they in a Super Bowl contender phase with where their roster is currently constructed? Or are they drafting David Ajabo saying that hey we'll make a run for it yeah. this year, but we feel really good about the team will be able to build next year. I feel like they are. I feel like they believe that they're a Super Bowl contender still because you have Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and that old line and different things of that nature. I feel like they're in a retool phase to get to keep themselves in that window, right? So it's like they've been to what the Super Bowl two of the past what four years or something like that. They've been to the AFC Championship like the past four straight years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know. 
and, and legitimately, they're in a situation now where, okay, you like I said, you take Ojabo, there's talks about them not keeping Frank Clark, so you need to have that guy that steps in when you let Frank Clark go because I think his contract is at a place where they can go ahead and get rid of him after the season and move on. And now you have not only my, – my comp for him was a juiced, more athletic Chandler Jones. And when you initially told me that, I nodded my head. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I love that. You talk Long, about just, 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 just incredible frame, body control. It's, it's exactly frame. Like when you talk about just their body composition, exactly. So I, I, I actually love that composition. That, that's one of the best um, comparisons, draft yeah. comparisons that you. Just the way that they both I've are able to, to contort their their frames to get around and get, especially as tall, long guys, to get around and get under punches from offensive linemen to 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 get back inside with their euro step and their spin moves. They're, it's like their bodies are so fluid to move however their mind wants them to move to attack opposing offensive linemen. So I look at that situation and the thing, I think you, you kind of even go back to what Peyton Manning had, right? You go back to when he, they, the, the Colts knew, hey, Peyton's going to drop 40. Yeah. We just need in the fourth quarter these pass rushers that can keep these offenses from getting to 43 and 45, you know, and, and that's what they happen. That's what they'll have. Drafting David Ojabo at 30, like I said, maybe he does play later on down the stretch of the season when he comes back healthy, but you, this is a team that he doesn't have to be rushed back. He can take his time, get back into game shape, get back where he trusts that, that, that Achilles, and we know year two, post-surgery, post-rehab, he'll be back to the full healthy David Ojabo that we knew would have been a, ten, a top 15 pick. To me, that's a that's the best value and that's the biggest steal in my mock draft. I like it. I like it. So, Keith, man, it, like I said, we, we got a couple hours, baby, until draft kicks off. I'm hype. I'm ready to rock. You know what I mean? We, we, we definitely have a lot going on, but as always, guys, we thank you so much for all of the support you know, we here in the draft house. It's a beautiful area. Shout out to Panini, you know, putting us in the rated rookie lounge right now, doing our doing our show live. But again, as always, find us on Apple Podcasts, find us on Spotify, find us on all your podcasting networks. Like, subscribe, leave a review, and show us that love that we continue to show you guys. So we thank you. I'm Damian Parson. That is my guy, my brother Keith Sanchez, and. Keith, what's the slogan, baby? Hey, man, like every week, man, talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.